Well, if you've been with us over the last several weeks, you know that we've been engaged in a sermon series called Seasoning the Season. What I've hoped to do is to take some of the things that we're going to be doing anyway during this time of the year and to just remind us that we need to season the seasons with the flavor of Christ. So to look at some of those things through the eyes of Jesus and through the lens of our faith. In our first week, we talked about giving, and we talked about how important it is to give with the generosity of Jesus, that Jesus so freely gives to us. We don't deserve, uh, we haven't earned God's love and God's forgiveness and God's grace, and yet Jesus freely offers it to us. The next week we talked about greetings, and this is a season of greetings, and you might send Christmas cards, you might just want to greet others uh, in your family and in your circle, your community, Uh, and we talked about how important it is to greet others with expressions of God's love, And, and that sometimes we get so stressed out and we're so hurried in such a hectic time that that we lose sight that our words have tremendous power. And so we want to greet one another with expressions of God's love. We also talked about how you're going to be getting together with family over this holiday and that we've all got that one family member that drives us absolutely crazy, that always seems to say the most inappropriate things. And I saw some of you looking around at them right now. And, 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 but we've all got those. And so it, it's helpful for us as we're with those people to remember before we lash out at them, before we enter into the fray and say something that we wish we hadn't have said later, that that when we gather together, in addition with that one family member that drives us nuts, we gather together with Jesus. And, and, And if we would temper our tongues as if we might, if Jesus were sitting at our table, that that might actually help our holidays to go a little better and, and then last week, we talked about how that uh, we worship. We need to worship. When we gather together for worship, we, we glorify God in God's house Sunday after Sunday. But I reminded you that we can also glorify God in our home and to think about ways that we might do that this Christmas. And so today, we're talking about... Um, gratefully receiving what you're given. We're all going to be given gifts this year, uh, but some of those gifts may not be gifts that we wanted or that we needed or that we expected. I wonder, what, what are you getting for Christmas? Because I know you know. I mean, I know some of you have already searched the order history at Amazon.com to see what it is that somebody ordered you. There are some of you that have been searching high and low in every nook and corner of your home looking for the stash of presents that you know is somewhere if you just keep searching hard enough. There are some of you that have already been prepped For the operating room, you have now asked for the scalpel or the scissors where you surgically sever the scotch tape on all of your presents, opening it up as if you've been to medical school and trained at the greatest institutions ever, and you've looked at what it is, and then after you've seen it, you've put it back together again and put a new piece of scotch tape, and even you are marveled at how seamlessly you were able to do that. 
Everybody here is tempted to do those things, to figure out where we're going, what we're going to get for Christmas. So I won't ask you how many of you peaked, because that would encourage some of you to have to lie in church. But I will ask you the question, as you receive your gifts this year, how will you receive those gifts? Because there are a lot of gifts that are sacrificially and sincerely given that are greeted with apathy, with critical natures. Uh, Last year, the day after Christmas, I got up early because I love Christmas and I love Christmas trees. And that's a great time to get a good deal on any of those remaining Christmas trees. So I was up early that next day going out and searching for Christmas tree deals. And I couldn't believe how many people were already out and about in the department stores in our community. If I hadn't have known better, I would have thought it was Black Friday instead of the day after Christmas. And you might think that the reason why everybody was out there was like me, that they wanted to just look for the bargains. But the longest lines were not in the sales, they were in the returns. They were people that had gotten stuff that they didn't like or that they didn't want or that they didn't need. And, and, and so many of them couldn't wait for the stores to open the next day for them to take those gifts back. Now, I'm not saying that you just because you're not planning to wear it or that you're not planning to use it that you should keep it. But I am saying that when you receive the gift, please not in the moment right after that say, Oh, thank you. By the way, do you have the gift receipt? uh, don't, Don't do that. See if you can gratefully receive what's been given. See if you can look beyond the gift itself to the person to whom gave you that gift. And the love that they have for you. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, I've gotten some gifts, Tommy, that that you wouldn't be able to gratefully receive. Um, Well, I have too. Look at what I got at one of our Christmas parties this year. I told you I'd find a way to get this in the sermon. When you open something like this, your first thought is, wow, just... What I always wanted, said no one ever. But it was given in a spirit of love, in a spirit of humor, in a spirit of fun. And so I gratefully receive it, and today I'll preach half a sermon in it. Well, in the, yeah, maybe not. Y'all won't even be able to pay attention. Y'all won't be able to pay attention. Well, in the first chapter of Luke's gospel, which we read this morning, Mary is greeted by an angel. She's been so excited about planning her wedding. She's been thinking about this special day, as all young girls do. And the angel Gabriel pays her a visit and tells her that she is about to be the mother of the Messiah. And... That's not what she was expecting to receive. It's probably, if we're being honest, not what she really wanted. 
But that's the gift that she received from the angel Gabriel that day. Now, some of you are thinking, well, I would much rather be the mother of the Messiah than those little devils that I gave birth to so many years ago. But I want to suggest to you that it was not that easy. But you might think that she was happy to get this gift. But we're told she was perplexed. We're told that she was confused. We're told that she was bewildered. I'm guessing that her first thought probably wasn't going to be, well, wow, I, this is going to be great because people are going to uh, call me blessed for the rest of eternity. You know, blessed are you Mary and the fruit of your womb. That's what they're going to say. Uh, or, or maybe she was sitting around thinking, well, wow, I, I, this is going to be wonderful because people are going to pray prayers to me. Hail Mary, full of grace. Maybe she was really excited about that. Do you think she was sitting around thinking, wow, one day they're going to name a football pass after me. It's when, you, when the unexpected happens and the Hail Mary is just going to be great. I'm so excited to receive this gift, right? I don't think that's how she responded. I think that uh, this was not a part of her plan. She had marriage on her mind. She was thinking about sampling wedding cakes. She was thinking about picking the menu and the venue of her wedding. She was thinking about what she was going to wear. She was thinking about where they might live. She was thinking about uh, when they might have children one day. But this was not what she was thinking about. And when the angel Gabriel told her that you're going to be the mother of the Messiah, you know she had to have thought about, yeah, like Joseph's really going to believe this when I tell him. And what if he leaves me? And, and, And what if I end up having a child and have to raise this child all by myself? Or maybe she was thinking about the fact that so many children died during childbirth back in Jesus' day. And she might be wondering if I go through this whole thing and then it ends in tragedy. Or maybe she was thinking about how that there were a lot of women who would die during childbirth during Jesus' day. And so maybe she's thinking about going from a wedding one day to thinking about possibly losing her life and not even being able to enjoy married life the next day. She wouldn't be able to fit into that wedding dress that she bought once she started showing. There are just so many things that would have been on Mary's mind, in my opinion. And yet, when the angel Gabriel offered her this gift, when the angel Gabriel said, you are about to be the mother of the Messiah, what did she do? She gratefully received. The gift that she'd been given. And she said. May it be. As you have said. That's how you receive. A gift. You receive it gratefully. You receive it graciously. You receive it humbly. You receive it willingly. It may not be. What you wanted. Or what you needed. You may not know why whoever it was gave you whatever it is. But you can receive it. Graciously. Gratefully. Humbly. And willingly. Where we get the model for this. 
is from God. For God so loved us that God sent God's Son. It was the ultimate expression of God's love. We didn't deserve it. Many of us didn't want it. But we receive that gift. And it is that gift that has transformed our lives and continues to transform the world every single day. And when we're mindful of the love that gave us that gift, perhaps we can be mindful of the love that is behind every gift that we receive. And in so being mindful of that love, we can receive it gratefully.